Hi everyone, welcome to Outgrow's Marketer of the Month. I'm your host, Dr. Saksham Shada. I'm the creative director at Outgrow.co. And for this month, we're going to interview Slisha Kankaria, who is the CMO at With Clarity, which is a premier online diamond engagement ring company. Thanks for joining us, Slisha. Thank you so much for having me. So we're going to start with a rapid fire round just to break the ice. Uh, you get three passes in case you don't want to answer the question. You can just say pass, but try to keep your answers to one word or one sentence only. Okay. Sure. All right. So the first question is, how long does it take you to get ready in the mornings? Mm, 20 minutes. Most embarrassing moment of your life. Um... Okay. How many hours of sleep can you survive on? I definitely need six and hopefully eight. (laughs) Fill in the blank. An upcoming marketing trend is blank. I think a personalized um, AI. So bridging kind of uh, email marketing with the personalization of AI to send more targeted messaging based on people's location, preferences, habits. Okay. The city in which the best kiss of your life happened? New York. Okay. Pick one, Mark Zuckerberg or Jack Dorsey? Jack Dorsey. Okay. The first movie that comes to your mind when I say the word ambition? Ambition. Um, the Pursuit of Happiness. Mm-hmm. When did you last cry and why? Last cried, um, I think when I took my, my toddler to the doctor and she was crying, so that made me cry. <laughs> okay. The biggest mistake of your career? The biggest mistake? Um, I don't think there's any one big mistake. I think the consistent mistake maybe that I was making in the beginning was not um, taking enough risks. Mm-hmm. How do you relax? I love reading. Mm-hmm. How many cups of coffee do you drink per day? Zero. I'm not a coffee drinker. <laughs> okay. A habit of yours that you really hate? Uh, I wish I was a morning person who could wake up early. <laughs> okay. The most valuable skill you've learned in life? Um, I think uh, maintaining emotional equilibrium. That comes in handy at work, in the personal space, and when dealing with people of all ages. Mm -hmm. And lastly, your favorite Netflix show? My favorite show? My favorite most recent show? I watch a lot of TV, but most Mm -hmm. recent uh, was (laughs) I like Bridgerton. Okay, fair. Well, that was the end of the rapid fire round. You just passed one question. So you scored nine on 10, which is a good score. Uh, We're we're now going to move on to the bigger questions. The first one is, uh, can you describe uh, the outline of your typical day? Sure. So like I said, I wish I was a morning person. But as soon as I get in, I do dedicate some time to setting up my to-do list for the day. I think that's been a very important practice just to organize my time, my priorities, and not get sucked into just responding to whatever's in my inbox. Next, um, after I set up my to-do list, I kind of go over whoever's on my team, um, setting up their tasks for the day, prioritizing what needs to be done, what's not. 
um, working, starting with our development team, then our marketing team, um, and then liaising with anyone else in the office for any you know, overarching larger projects. Um, I think metrics and numbers are extremely important, so I always start with a fresh mind looking at sales numbers, metrics, conversion data, um, and trying to think of larger picture ideas on how to optimize so that as we go through the course of our day or week, we can keep our eyes on the prize in terms of larger targets while accomplishing our smaller tasks. And then the rest of the day goes into just uh, making sure all of our different marketing projects are on track um, and we are collectively moving towards, you know, accomplishing our larger goals. And how did the idea of starting a jewelry business online first come about? Uh, in the luxury product industry, uh, in-shop experiences are given huge importance. So how do you bring that online? Definitely. It's, it's definitely a unique challenge to take a luxury product and convince people to get comfortable with buying it online. We started the company about five years ago. Uh, I'm one of the co-founders. My husband is the other co-founder. When we started, um, we actually were in the process of getting engaged ourselves. And my husband has a background in diamond cutting and, um, you know, has multi-generational expertise in the space. Um, I have a marketing background. So when I was, um, you know, meeting him and uh, we were in the process of getting closer to being engaged, I was working at the Knot Shop, which is one of the largest e-commerce vendors for wedding products in the United States. So we kind of, you know, got to talking about how um, jewelry is so under uh, personalized in terms of the shopping experience that people see online. And around mm -hmm. us, we saw a lot of our friends getting engaged, a lot of people, our peers in the same age group that were experiencing the frustrations of um, the overwhelming experience of shopping online for jewelry, but also at the same time, the um, kind of uncomfortable and inconvenient process of shopping for jewelry in, uh, in a store setting where they felt very, you know, just uncomfortable uh, with salespeople, they felt pressurized to make a purchase. But then when they went online, there was just so much. It was overwhelming and it was not personalized to their tastes and to their preferences at all. So I think we came up with this idea to start with clarity based off of a seed of something we called the home preview, which was the best way, like I said, to bridge online and offline by sending people their favorite ring styles customized to their preferences to their home to sample and preview before they make their purchase for free. So this was the seed of trying to understand that um, convenience, personalization, and transparency are huge pillars when it comes to online shopping, but it wasn't something that traditional online jewelers were able to achieve. Um, starting out this way helped us really propel the idea forward, both with customers and uh, with investors. We are a venture-backed business, so based on a couple of different rounds of funding over the last few years, we've been able to grow really rapidly. Um, we've even been listed as the top most uh, growing, fastest growing online jewelry company in the United States. So it's been really exciting to see that. And since then, we've grown and iterated our site multiple times, improved our offering, merchandise to add more and more ring styles and diamonds to enable people to find exactly what they're looking for. So when you send these uh, pieces for people to preview at home, isn't there like a security risk of some sort? Like, or do you just, uh, how, how does this process work exactly? Yeah, so basically we have an online catalog of different engagement ring styles. We have people uh, come onto the site, customize the ring for the different metal that they like, 
and mm. the different dining shape and size. And that gives them over 8,000 different combinations to choose from. They can choose up to two to preview in their box. We use 3D printing, laser setting, and a couple other um, technological advances to create a sample that looks, feels, and touches just like a real diamond ring would, but it's made of simulants and metallic alloys that just mimic the look. Mm. So you're getting something that is a lot less expensive to produce, but it gives you the same um, look and feel as a diamond ring would. So you can make a confident purchasing decision. And like I said, it's completely free, but just for, you know, to um, verify the, the identity of the person ordering, we just take a small credit card hold, which is then refunded when the earnings are returned to us. Hmm. Interesting. And so what do you think uh, is the biggest strength of with Clarity right now? The biggest strength of with Clarity is using technology to personalize the ring shopping experience and journey. And we use that philosophy, whether it comes to our customer service team, which is comprised, comprised of gemologists that help people learn and educate themselves about diamonds so they can make a confident shopping decision. But at the same time, um, we are not commissioned. So our only goal is to educate and help customers come to a decision which they feel good about. Um, all the way through all of our different marketing where we try not to bombard people and try not to be too salesy. Um, our aim is to be transparent and communicate with them like a friend would. So they're not, you know, feeling hassled by the experience. We want them to come out of it with a smile on their face as opposed to feeling drained by something that should be a celebration of something exciting in their life. For sure. And I guess this would have received a huge boost by the pandemic because then in-store shopping really went down, right? And shops weren't allowed to be open legally. So that means your business was rightly positioned at that time to become the central focus of this uh, audience? Yeah, I mean, actually, when we started the business pre-COVID and pre-all of the um, issues caused by the pandemic, um, there was only about 10% of people purchasing their engagement rings online. Although in today's day and age, 100% of people are doing research online for any purchase that they make, whether it's a $5 purchase or a $5,000 purchase. So um, we noticed that, you know, there was a lack of people converting online, which is why we created this home preview. But um, as illustrated by the pandemic, as illustrated by shifting trends towards more and more online shopping for the most basic necessity to the most luxurious item, we've seen um, our customer base really grow rapidly. We've seen a lot more people trying this home preview and feeling good about the decision that they're making. Um, the other interesting trend we've seen during uh, the past year, which has also been accelerated by COVID, is the shift of people going uh, towards the purchase of natural diamonds to shifting towards purchasing lab-grown um, or lab-created diamonds. And um, I think this also speaks to the fact that people are looking for something that is um, ethically and environmentally conscious, but also easier on their wallet. Um, because, you know, COVID has made us feel like things are kind of uncertain, things are up in the air, there's a lot of economic and health uncertainty. So lab diamonds fit really well into this space for that reason. So these are the two trends we've definitely seen emerge out of the pandemic. 
Hmm. And what platforms do most of your clients come from? Like, does the industry's customer base differ when we compare online with in-store businesses? Yeah. So, um, speaking specifically about diamond engagement rings, it's a it's a two to three month sales cycle, during which people are researching, educating themselves about different brands, and also learning about the technical aspects of diamonds, rings, and jewelry because it is such an emotionally heavy purchase, and it's also a for most people a very um, it's a big cash outlay. So, a lot of the traffic that comes to our website is comes out of um, our really robust SEO efforts where we publish a lot of content, we publish a lot of um, educational material, and that draws people in and gets them to build trust with us, build a relationship with us, and start communicating with us. So we place a really heavy emphasis on that in our sales funnel. And beyond that, we definitely follow it up with a very strong email marketing, remarketing program, social media, um, content creation in order to keep that relationship going. And I think, you know, the best relationships, whether it comes to people or whether it comes to business, are formed organically. If it's too much of a force on either side, it doesn't work. So um, that's kind of our approach to pulling people into our sales funnel and building that relationship with them. And, and what kind of content are you uh, usually producing? Like what kind of content is the best suited for your audience, in your opinion? Yeah, um, you know, a lot of times we see couples shopping together. And um, in many times, um, in the majority of situations, it's still a traditional purchase, which is made by the male in the relationship. And um, in, you know, in most relationships, um, whereas the woman might be giving some input or some advice on what she likes. Um, so we have to balance the fact that there's two parties that we have to convince and um, get acquainted with and, you know, make them both feel comfortable. So we balance a lot of the technical, educational-focused material that is about diamonds, um, comparing price points, budgeting, et cetera, with something more topical like what are the top trending ring styles that our merchandisers have recommended? What are the different shifting um, likes and dislikes for different metals. So it's, you know, a, a blend of fashion. It's a blend of design as well as, you know, technical um, knowledge, which can make people feel on the whole like they're purchasing something they can really be excited about. And do you have like some consultants available to talk to these clients? Because I'm assuming when men go out to buy rings, they're not uh, the best at it. Yeah, you're, you're definitely right. It takes men some time to learn, um, to get acquainted and comfortable with everything that goes into making a diamond ring. So we do have style consultants and certified gemologists who have been trained under various uh, laboratories that actually grade diamonds, um, both lab diamonds and natural diamonds. So these gemologists are the ones that pick up the phone or answer our live chats and are the ones that are answering specific questions about rings and diamonds. Um, and we find that having these gemologists in our team has been really key because the more, you know, someone is just uh, speaking to you with educated, intelligent answers to your questions, the faster you can move along in the process. If you're speaking with someone who's just reading out of a customer service manual and not treating your questions as um, you know, personal and specific to you, it can just draw out the process and it can make the process of interacting with customer care teams, uh, 
tedious for the customer. Yeah, that's fair. And what are some of the, well, let's say some other products in the industry, some of the companies uh, that you admire for their marketing and that you aspire to be like? Um, yeah, I think, you know, the luxury industry is very mm -hmm. interesting um, because uh, a lot of it, the decisions that people make in terms of purchasing luxury items are not based on science or technical specifications or pricing. It's more about the feel that you get when you um, interact with the company. Um, I think we take our cue from a lot of the companies in the direct-to-consumer space, which have been really successful because they evoke kind of this uh, enhanced lifestyle moment uh, for people where they feel connected to the brand on a different level. So companies like Care-of, Casper, um, a lot of the companies like um, that are focusing on um, ethical and sustainable practices, I think our uh, our audience really resonates with that. So we try to we try to follow along in those footsteps um, to build sustainability and convenience as two core pillars of our company. And what do you think of? I mean, I don't know whether you have heard of NFTs. Have you heard of NFTs? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so what do you think of uh, NFTs becoming luxury goods of some sort? Like, do you think it's following a similar pattern? Uh, what do you think of uh, this entire trend with NFTs? So I think, you know, like with all trends, it's kind of determined by um, the, the core likes and dislikes of the generation that, uh, you know, is propelling it forward. Um, I think it's still very new and it's still something people are wrapping their heads around. I think it's exciting. We're moving everything into the digital space. I think within the next few decades, um, it's going to be tough to see something that doesn't uh, live primarily online and get its cues from what's happening in the online space. So even for me, this is something very new and interesting to learn about. Um, but, you know, art is something that's constantly evolving and something that society takes its cues from um, because artists are often the pioneers of, you know, thinking beyond um, the traditional boundaries. So I think it's, it's very interesting, excited to see where it goes. I'm not personally, you know, invested into it yet, but um, maybe, who knows, maybe in the next few years. And, and of the rings that you sell, are, are, are any of them like... Uh art items or like is there ever any client who's specifically looking for a ring that is uh, or a stone that has a value historically yeah um you know everything we make for our rings whether the price point is on the lower side or you know in the hundreds of thousands of dollars range is made to order for the customer so it's completely customized and made here in our new york offices um, so you could say, I mean, that each one is a unique piece of art in that sense, because there's no two rings that are exactly the same. There's nothing that's taken off a shelf. And we have the ability to source almost anything from around the world, whether it comes to uh, lab-created diamonds, fancy colors um, in diamonds, um, or custom-created jewelry that carries a special meaning for the customer. So we, you know, we don't deal with anything in terms of like antique jewelry or estate jewelry, but we create everything to order for the customer based on their vision. And do you work with some or any influencers and which uh, platforms are these influencers on in case you work with them? 
We do um, have definitely a presence on a lot of social platforms. I think the primary one for us is Instagram. Um, I think it allows us to disseminate a lot of great visual tidbits to our existing and future customers in terms of ring look and feel and style. And it's also um, the platform where I think that age bracket that we're trying to attract really lives. Um, you know, Instagram is heavily used by people in the 25 to 35 age range. Uh, so influencers that are currently in the process of getting engaged or shopping for jewelry, those are the ones that we look to work with um, to promote not only our diamond engagement rings, but also our collection of lab-created diamond jewelry. And how do you go about finding the right influencers in that case? Um, I think it's a lot of just organic relationship building. Sometimes, you know, we'll have influencers reach out to us, like I said, because they're in that life stage and in that process of shopping for a ring, and they feel like it's a great opportunity to work with us and showcase their real life um, and their process and journey of finding a ring. And then that happy moment that everybody loves to see, which is the, uh, the proposal. So um, a lot of it is organically, you know, them reaching out to us because they feel like we're a brand that really resonates with someone they'd want to shop with anyways. And then um, other times it's us reaching out to people based on the content that they put out, the vibe that they've created, um, the audience and the following that they've built because we feel like, you know, those are the people that are really going to like shopping with us or even using our home preview to just educate themselves about jewelry. Okay. And what's one marketing strategy that you think is archetypical to the luxury industry? Something that's no longer used? I think, um, you know, well, we're a digital only company. We don't have any storefronts or store locations. So maybe I'm a little bit biased, but I think things like, um, you know, billboard ads or print ads that are just generically put out without a lot of, um, without a lot of, uh, you know, attributable revenue coming out of them or clicks coming out of them or something like that. Those are the kinds of things that I just feel like are outdated because you can't tie a lot of data to them apart from an estimation of the number of eyeballs that saw them. And to me, that mm. feels outdated in terms of just moving and propelling your company forward because you're just guessing. And I think marketing has come a long way where it's very data centric now. So I think, you know, luxury brands are probably moving beyond that and out of that space. And the last question is, uh, what would you be doing if not working with, with Clarity? Mm, I guess my dream job, I love to travel. Um, obviously, it's not possible right now, but um, if somebody would just gave me a check and told me, just use this to, you know, have your dream job, it would be hosting a travel show. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, hopefully, maybe in the future, we'll, we can interview maybe, you for a travel you show. <laughs> yeah, I'd love that. All right. Well, that's the end of the interview. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for this month's episode of Outgrow's Marketer of the Month. That was Slisha Kankaria, who's the CMO at With Clarity. Thanks for joining us, Slisha. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure being here. Do check out their website for more details. And we'll see you once again next month with another Marketer of the Month. <laughs>